Welcome, Boris. Thank you for agreeing to spend time with us today. Yeah, really happy to be here. Thanks for the invite. Awesome. For those who may not know who you are, do you mind like briefly tell us about your background, what led you to this industry, what it is that you do? Mm -hmm. Sure. So yeah, my name is Forrest Schwartz. I'm the founder of Bowling Alley Marketing. Um, and as you can tell by the name of the company, we do marketing for bowling centers. So um, I got started in the bowling industry by having a client um, for the generalist agencies is what I call it. So I used to work with all different types of businesses, breweries, golf courses, bowling centers, restaurants, you name it. And we started having really good success with a friend of mine who owned a bowling center. Um, and in fact, he ended up doubling his business and buying a second location. Um, I ended up buying part of the second location. <laughs> and so, um, you know, kind of saw the success of that and thought, you know what, I think this is an underserved industry. And I think, you know, what we do really works for them. So I'm going to basically, you know, throw all the other um, industries out and only focus on this one. And so we've been doing that uh, for about two years now. Awesome. What a cool way of learning about your niche. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know, right? You were hospitality focused before, so not such yeah. a big jump. Brick and mortar entertainment, exactly, yeah. Yeah, not yeah. a huge jump, but, you know, all the stuff that we did just seemed to work better for bowling. So I was like, you know, if we can create more value there. Let's just focus on that. Awesome. Um, so when we're thinking about bowling and we're looking at it, you focus in marketing, which I know you just said it's named Bowling Alley Marketing, but I love the BAM part of it yeah. too, as to get in your sign and own your jacket there. Mm -hmm. um, so what are some of those like key elements that a bowling center proprietor or owner kind of needs to know about their business before they can even think about what their marketing strategy needs to be? Yeah, I think uh, the first thing you really need to do is look at your, you know, product offerings that you have. So, you know, we're seeing a big switch in the industry of people who are purely bowling based um, to starting to mix in other things like, you know, uh, a strong food and beverage offering, and maybe something like laser tag, um, you know, escape rooms. Um, there's, you know, they're moving somewhat towards the FEC model. I like to look at it like a big continuum. You got, you know, your traditional league house on one side and all the way at the other side is like a pure FEC. And I think most bowling centers find themselves moving in somewhat of that direction. N not everybody, obviously, but a lot of them are moving that direction. So the first thing you need to do is figure out, all right, what do I have to offer? Um, and then figure out what you're going to offer for those. So like what types of promotions, if you want to fill a slower area, you're going to want to come up with some kind of offer to entice people to come in there and really get, you know, look at what your inventory is. Um, especially bowling, you know, that's one where the inventory is limited. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So you can only get so busy on a Friday or Saturday night. Um, or if there's leagues, you only have a little bit. So you got to decide, all right, you know, first, what do I have to offer? And then where can I offer it? And then what is the offer? You know, start, start with that. Sounds um, pretty simple in terms right. of the questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, but you got to start with the basics. Otherwise, you know, you build a foundation on sand and, you know, it's, it's never going to hold. Yeah. Um, so then the, the next piece would be to look at your demographics. And I think this is one that a lot of proprietors know intuitively, but they might not be able to relay that to someone doing marketing or maybe to put that into execution. So like, you know, the, most proprietors are in their center. They know their customers very well, but they don't always think about how they're going to appeal to them with some kind of a marketing or promotion. So really dialing in, you know, who are the big employers in town? What are some of the big organizations? What's the, you know, income bracket ranges? 
Um, what are some of the demographics? You know, are they more rural? Are they more urban? Like really break that down. And some people even take it so far as to name an avatar. Um, sometimes we do this where they'll actually create like a fake person that represents their clientele. Um, it could be like a mother with three kids and, you know, a husband who works or whatever it is, but really get in touch with who your customers are. So when you go to speak to them, you're, you know, you can connect a lot better. Yeah. I've worked with clients in the past that was like, what would Cindy say about mm -hmm. this flyer? Would she read it? Um, you know, all of those things. And so they look at it through the lens of whatever they've named their avatar. But exactly. I find that attraction locations sometimes struggle with this. So I'd like some insight from you because their target um, or ideal customer is different for, let's say, leagues versus my Saturday night bowling versus my restaurant if a lot of bowling you know centers have a really good food and beverage like a full mm -hmm. restaurant sometimes attached yeah. to it and so they start to get confused when they're competing demographics there how do you help people work through that yeah so i mean there's always that that battle of you know the who do you cater to i think it's it's really a balance and if you look at it through what your product uh, lines are you can kind of cater the offer each product line to each demographic so you know, you can, that's why you got to take stock of what you have to offer so that you can match that in the right time slots. Because, you know, bowling on a Tuesday night is going to be a different demographic than bowling on a Saturday night. So if you have those worked out, you know which ones to offer when, and you can kind of get them together. You know, is it, once you can get those two demographics to kind of work together and see each other as, you know, a, a team to keep the center lively and, and, and upgraded and, you know, people coming in, then it tends to work out a lot better. Got it. All right. So I need to know product offerings, my promotions, who those promotions I am targeting them at. What else do I need to know before I can start to build a marketing strategy? The next thing you would want is your channels. So where are you going to send this stuff out to? Um, are you going to send it out on social media? Or are you going to do uh, paid social media? Um, you know, email, SMS, there's a lot of different channels out there and each one has its nuances. The way you would send a text to someone is very different from what you do for an email. And so you need to be able to craft all your different offers or promotions into the, the channel specifically. Anything else? Do I need to know? Uh, yeah, well, so then you're uh, to do that also, you know, you're going to need your creative, you're going to need your um, copy as well. So if you're going to put something out there, are you going to deliver it in the form of a video? Is there going to be text with it? You're going to need all those components of like an ad or your your content. Speaking of that, when you work with locations, um, I guess it's helpful if they have somewhat of a branding guide, their color scheme. Mm -hmm maybe their logo, maybe some phrases that they've come to be known for or something like that. Um, is that something that you see very often or do you help clients sometimes create that branding guide? Yeah, so, you know, a lot of the centers we work with are, you know, could use a little bit of help when it comes to that. Um, <laughs> so we end up usually helping them with that because, you know, and it's not any fault of their own. It's just when you're a proprietor and you're wearing all the hats, you know, if, if the lane's down, you're under the machine fixing that rather than spending time on your, your brand style guide. And it's just the, the nature of it is. That's, that's why we really like working with them is because we can kind of just take that off their mind and they don't have to think about it anymore. Um, so yes, we usually we end up having to make that for them, picking out some colors or creating a logo or just putting that stuff. And a lot of times they have it in their head. We just need to like codify it. 
I also notice a lot of, we work with a lot of bowling centers too, that they have the basis of it, but maybe they haven't updated it in a, in a while. Mm. And so they want the more updated because things are, logos became more streamlined at one point where it was less imagery around the logo, very much straightforward. And so they want to help, need some help bringing it to today's imagery. Mm. Yeah, most marketing has some form of a shelf life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you mean you don't miss the clip arts of the PowerPoint back <laughs> yeah. in the day? <laughs> right. Sometimes I miss them. <laughs> they were just easy to find. Mm -hmm. um, so when you're looking, okay, so these are all the things I need to know for marketing strategy, kind of putting together a strategy. What percentage of my strategy should I focus on retaining guests versus enticing new business? I know you mm -hmm. do a ton of teaching on enticing new people, but how should I split my efforts? Yeah, so I love you bring that up because retention is really the name of the game. You know, we can get people in there, but if they don't have a good experience, they don't come back, it's, it's all for nothing. And, and you can't really build like a, a snowball of business with that. So Part of the, you know, if you want to talk about resources, a lot of the resources should just be in the experience that the guest has, because if they go in, they have a great time, you take care of them, they're they're very likely to come back in, in some form or another. Now, where we come back in is, or, you know, where, you know, I say we, but just marketing in general, is when you're trying to get them to come back in more frequently. So I always say, and, and I learned this from proprietors, but basically there's only three ways to grow your center. You can increase your average ticket, you increase your average frequency of like how often someone visits or you increase the new customers. And so, so much we want to focus on like the new customers, but really your current customers are the best customers and it's way easier to get them to come back in. So what we want to do then is just give them reasons to come back in. You know, like if you can just get someone, so most centers that I see, their average frequency is about one and a half to two times a year, believe it or not. Um, so that's two times every three years or, you know, twice a year is really all they're coming in. So imagine getting 25% of your customers to come in one extra time a year. That's a, that's a huge increase in business. Mm -hmm. So it's just finding ways to get them to come in. And, and when it comes to those, you know, there's, there's a lot of different targeting you can do, whether it's like, you know, you can upload your customer list to Facebook, you can send out email blasts. I really like doing texting. It was working very well for us just to text an offer and say, hey, do you and your family want to have fun tonight? Let us know, yes or no. And if they say yes, they, you can send them the details. If they say no, you say, no worries. Hope to see you in again soon. Um, but stuff like that is what gets them to come in over and over again. Got it. Um, and then also, so those are your top, what are your top tips for retaining those guests? I heard you say text messaging, which I don't think very many people use. Um, mm -hmm in our industry a lot. So that's interesting. What else would you like if someone's like, what are, if you had a list, a couple of things, choose from these things, you gotta be, try to at least do one of them. What are those few things mm -hmm. that you would suggest? Yeah, so without a doubt, the first thing I always say is, you know, make sure they have a good experience. I think, you know, that goes without saying is that is your marketing, you know, and especially, you know, and I, I talked to, to Beth about this when we had our interview is that events like uh like event sales is almost its own form of marketing because when one person comes and they bring 10 of their friends or they, the company comes and brings 30 of their their employees you just marketed to them and it's the best type of marketing there is yeah um so if you can give them a good experience obviously since we focus on sales um it's in the way of birthday parties and group like we have statistics that show um that 
so many people, like 60 to 70% of people are exposed either from an event they were invited to and didn't come to, but something to do with an event, whether it was with a school or whatever. And that's how they came to even know that you were in existence because people don't look for things until they need them. And so I have two kids. I assure you, before I had two kids, I was not looking for children's entertainment centers. Like I was not on my radar. I didn't even know Mm -hmm. to think about them. So even if I knew they were in my neighborhood, I didn't retain that information. But once I had kids and then I got started getting invited to birthday parties, I was like, oh, I had no idea there was a petting zoo farm right over here or a llama farm because I had just was not looking for those things. Right. Why would you, you know, it's just not mm-hmm. in your, in your mind. And I mean, I'm sure providers hear all the time. It's like, Oh, I've lived here for 10 years. I didn't even know you guys were here down the street. I talked to and a client like, that just this morning who said that they had run into someone who lived in the neighborhood, literally across the street from their business mm-hmm. and was in a conversation. And that person had no idea they had a full restaurant attached yeah. to their business. Just mm-hmm. had no idea it existed. Yeah. Exactly. They don't know. I mean, these could even be customers. They don't know all the stuff that you guys that you have. Um, so yeah, such a, a huge piece is you know providing a good experience um, is is always the start. You know, doing a lot of party and events business. You guys have different uh, markers that I really like. Is like your, your uh, of your food and beverage business. It should be this percent is like events, um, and I think you know that could be a, a easily a key strategy that's going to outperform you know, maybe just sending out a direct mail kind of letter, you know. Um, but yeah, so then as far as what else I would do for retaining guests, um, like I said, SMS is good. It's kind of like playing with fire because if you do it wrong, it actually kind of backfires. So you got to be careful oh, with it. Yeah, because text is very personal. Like you you, you get texts from your friends and family. Um, email, you're used to getting it from businesses, but not text. It's almost like sacred. So when you do it, it has to feel like it's a person or like it's a friend. So we'll actually say, Hey, this is, you know, candy from train entertainment. You know, I, you know, do you guys want to have some fun on Friday night? And then we wait for that opt-in. Like we won't say anything about the promotion until they say, yes, I want to learn more. And that way you preserve that relationship order your pizza tonight or whatever, you actually started out as a conversation versus Mm -hmm. just a a blanket message that's being sent out there. Exactly. They have to opt in and and ask for more information. Otherwise it's just, they they let it go and it's, it's okay. And the other thing is you can't do it like every week. It has to be once a month at most, maybe once a quarter. They work very well. different from what you're, Mm -hmm. we are told for um, how many times you should send emails versus how many times you should post on socials. That's totally a different um, rule of thumb there. Exactly. Yeah. It's a different piece. That's what I say. There's a nuance of each channel that you got to be a little bit familiar with. You got to cater to. Interesting. And I'm assuming that limited, like you almost reserve it for the most special things because it is such a personal form of communication with your guest. Exactly. So you don't want to yep. abuse that. Yep. They give it like your big weapon that you only get a couple of that you'll, you want to save. Okay. All right. So experience, you like SMS. Is there anything else you're really liking right now? Um, I think you do a decent amount and suggested some videos and some stuff like that and letting people really see the business. Yeah, and that, that works both for new customers and existing. Um, we're big, big fans of video. I mean, if you go on any of the big social media platforms, they all want to be video. Um, <laughs> and they all want to be like TikTok, which is the big, you know, uh, yeah. the next new thing. And so we don't do a ton on TikTok currently, but we do copy the style for TikTok a lot. So okay. it's like the the full screen video with like uh, shortcuts 
you know, 10, 15 seconds with some music and like really quick cuts in that tends to do really well for us. We even sometimes with like the captions or the voiceover, um, you don't actually have to do TikTok, but copy the style and because all the other social media platforms are chasing them and trying to replicate what they're doing. I'm going to put that to the side for a second because I may ask you a couple more questions about video because I do feel like okay. we have a lot of owners who are trying to do it. So, um, all right. So retaining guests, making sure they have a great experience when they come in there for any other reason. Um, SMS, but use it sparingly because it is personal. And so it's like friends talking to friends. Mm -hmm. um, anything else you want them to know about retaining guests? Because then I want to ask you about bringing in new guests too. Sure. So the, the big one, the last one that I'll say on this is having a good database. So oh. it, you'd be surprised at how many um, providers we talk to who don't have any database at all. They might have kids bowl free list floating out there somewhere or a leagues list, but they don't have any central location where they put all the information on their customers. Um, so I'd say that's paramount to really building something uh, where you can get them to come back time and time again. Um, for bowling centers, especially, I don't know how many times have you perused through kids bowl free list before mm -hmm. you get a lot of data about you your people through mm -hmm. those lists that are provided from you through um, programs that BPAA does. Um, and so it's not, you don't just get like name and email address of people. You get who's in their family. Mm -hmm. A lot of times I've tried, how many times have they signed up for a Kids Bowl free? Yeah. How many Birthdays. times have they utilize their coupons? Like mm -hmm. it's a lot of information that you could put to good use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, you got to do something with the information or put it somewhere, but yeah, they, they give you so much and like birthdays, how many children they have and um, again, you always want to be kind of sparing with what you do with the information, but you can use that to really paint a picture of who your customers are. Yep. Awesome. All right. I know that the next topic, even though retention is where it's at, I know you have a little bit of passion about new business, though. I watched mm -hmm. a couple of your presentations. And so what are your top tips for getting new people? I just moved to the area. Mm -hmm. How do you let those people know that these businesses exist and that they need to go? I like to say a lot of times, it sounds like it should be easy. And one thing that I love is that we're not selling anything that people don't need. Like if I don't need a mattress every day, you know, only mm -hmm. once every couple of years or whatever. Fun is something that everyone needs all of the time. We just gotta let them know that they need it and that we're here to provide it. So how do you right. suggest people do that? Yes, um, yeah, great question. So I like to look at it from two different angles. Um, uh, what I call, uh, two different types of demand, I call it. So you have your fulfilling demand and creating demand. Fulfilling demand is when, you know, you, you're saying that before you had kids, you never looked for kids' recreation, but now it's, you know, two months out from their birthday party and you're wondering what you should do. Where do you go to, to find more information? Um, places I've been invited to in the past. Mm -hmm. Face, social media and mm -hmm. uh, Google. Exactly. So we want to make sure that they're showing up in those places for those types of terms. So if, you know, what a lot of centers do a really good job of is, is dominating search results for bowling, because usually they're the only one in town or, you know, <laughs> there's, you know, there, there's only so many You're competitors. You're not putting two bowling centers a lot of time within like a 20 mile radius of each other. There's typically it, more space. Exactly. So, you know, they're, they're gaining all that search traffic for bowling that's taken care of. But what they forget about is, you know, birthday parties, corporate events, maybe even other types of venues where, or, you know, restaurant near me, bar near me, because they have all this stuff. They're leaving that on the table where 
All you got to do is add that to your Google business page, your website, and now you're getting traffic for that. You're fulfilling the demand that's already there. I have a client that has probably the best patio in their town and they do live mm-hmm. up north. So patio season, you know, incredibly short for yeah. um, the Northern States and it's not mentioned anywhere on their website or anywhere like, so they can't, I'm like, you guys can't be found for that, even though it's mm-hmm. really the most beautiful patio in this town. Mm-hmm. If I don't, and I was like, and people will search patios near me or they outdoor will. drinking or outdoor yeah. dining. Exactly. Yep. They're they look for that and you need to make sure that you're covering those bases because they've they've already decided they want it. You don't have to convince them at all. They've already made the decision. You just have to let them know that you can fulfill that. So fulfilling is people who already know what they want. I know I want a birthday mm-hmm. party. I know I want to dine outdoors tonight. I know I want to go have some entertainment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and then making sure that we show up on the list for the things they already know that they want so we can fulfill those needs. Exactly. Yeah. Because okay. if they don't go to you, they're going to go to a competitor because they still want it, whether you they know about you or not. They're going. They're getting it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Creating demand. Yeah. So creating demand. I always like to reference the uh, the movie Inception. Have you have you do you remember that movie with uh, Leo and I have a movie memory brain. Mm-hmm. So even if I have watched it, I watched it for the escape and then walked away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it's it's a great movie. But the premise is they're trying to plant an idea in this guy's mind in his dreams. And so we're basically as as um, bowling centers trying to do the same thing, but instead of you know some grandiose idea in dreams. It's just, we're trying to plant the idea that your center is the place to go for whatever promotion you're doing. So if it's families going out on a Friday night and having fun together, creating memories, you're trying to plant the idea that that your center is the best place to do that. So to give you an example, we would take those videos we were talking about, show a family smiling, laughing, having fun, bowling, eating, and then maybe doing like games or, or a laser tag or whatever else you have condense that into like a 15 second video clip with music and you're just going to show that. And they, now that idea is planted. Oh, Hey, let's go do that on, on Friday. Maybe we should go do that. Oh, that looks fun. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, we're interested, you're interesting. So like we, like I said, we have fun. And so we have all of these where people are smiling and being able to capture that and all of that. And people need more fun in their lives. We are it's so like over and all of obsessed with being productive that we need the escapes all the time Mm -hmm. um okay you mentioned video again so i'm going to make you dive in a little bit there sure we know that video is the thing like it's the next thing it gets you your most views all the social media channels they prefer it and we'll show that over any post or imagery that you may put out there it gets shared more than anything else um so we know all those things but yet I know so many business owners are intimidated to even mm-hmm. dip a toe in it. So yeah. what kind of words of encouragement or tips would do you, would you give them to just be, get them to like have that little bit of courage to step out of their uncomfortable and do the videos? Yeah, I think one of the big realizations that we have with video is that the proprietor doesn't necessarily have to do it themselves. Um, and you could either, and you don't have to go crazy with like hiring a photographer or videographer that's $3,000. You could give it your the, a cell phone to a 16-year-old niece or maybe a league bowler who's an amateur photographer and just say, record some stuff for me and you know, I'll give you some free bowling or whatever you want to do. Or, you know, we we even do this um for a lot of clients is we'll just find a local photographer and make a deal and say, go in for three hours, 
take as much video as you can and then just dump it all onto a um, like a Google Drive. And then now there now you have a repository of video for like three years because it doesn't go bad. You can you can just reuse and take little cuts, little scenes and, and create those ads from just three hours one time for five years. Awesome. If I'm not hiring a marketing person like yourself, which mm -hmm. I highly suggest that people look at their budget and make room for it, but are there any like, what are the tools you suggest people use? Um, that could be an app to help them edit the video or any of that stuff, any top tools that you would suggest? Yeah, so I mean, this one might be a little controversial, but it will work is um, you can actually TikTok. It's a social media platform, but actually has a really easy to use video editor. So if you just have the video on your phone, it'll actually help you create it. I think that's one of the reasons it's so popular. It's accessible and you can just create it right there. You download it and then you can either put it on TikTok or if you're not using that, then you just put it onto the other platforms. We, that's honestly how we make some of them. Oh, very cool. I didn't realize that you had the ability to download. I am not a TikTok mm -hmm. user. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. I'm not either, but it works. <laughs> so I did not realize you had the ability to download them if you weren't posting mm -hmm. them there. Yeah, you can. You just got to uh, remove, you can, there's tools to do it, but you want to remove the watermark because the other social media platforms don't, they don't want to help TikTok in any way or form. Um, some of the things you spoke about earlier is um, what uh, horizontal versus vertical now. And so mm -hmm. for such a long time, I think we were going horizontally with videos and the switch has now been made to make more videos in a vertical manner. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also the the length of videos, what do you suggest there? Yeah, so I mean, with for for most of the time, it's going to be shorter is better. Um, I mean, 30 seconds or less is going to be able to convey most of the points you want to get across. And unless you have some really long thing to say, you're going to get just as much bang for your buck and they probably even like it more if it's just short and quick. Um, so I would say, you know, 30 seconds or less is typically your best bet. Awesome. Uh, the few other questions that I have are just, um, when you're looking at the channels, I don't have to be everywhere, right? Like, can I just choose one or two and just learn those? Like, what, what do you suggest there? Because that all of that seems very overwhelming. Yeah, it, yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, like, it's, it's not easy. I mean, it is a lot of work to do all these. So if, you know, worst case, I'd say pick one channel and, and get good at that one. Um, before, you know, go go deep before you go wide um, when it comes to that. Do one pretty well rather than all of them mediocre. Um, also, I would say, from my own knowledge, I think who you are targeting for, you know, Forrest talked about your demographics. Who are you targeting? Because um, I am the um, oldest of millennials. So I almost was not a millennial. You know, I'm like 1981. Mm -hmm. But I'm Instagram. Like I could care less about Facebook. I don't really care. Mm -hmm. um, it's too much information. I don't care about reading that much. I don't care what you had yeah. for dinner last night. Like I don't. And I, the visual imagery all the way down, just for me. And then I can decide if mm -hmm. I want to read your caption or not. However, if you're targeting so a lot of the league bullers who are a little bit older than me, um, things like that, they're more Facebook oriented and yep. focused, and that's why they spend their time and get some of their information. And if you're going younger. You got to decide if you want to do TikTok or not. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Instagram's still up there, I think, with some of those. But uh, TikTok is, you're right, it's becoming the next main thing. Yep, it's coming up quickly. 
Um, but yeah, that's a great point is that know, again, know your audience and each channel has its different user demographics. Mm -hmm. um, all right, Forrest, we have a signature question. You've given us so much information to think about. Um, you know that Trainertainment, you met Beth, so I'm sure that you have learned that we are obsessed with growing people, and we believe that if you grow your people, you grow your business. And so we like to ask everybody who comes to Think Tank Thursday the same signature question. So are you ready? Yes, absolutely. All right. What do you do on a consistent basis to grow yourself? Yeah, great question. And actually, believe it or not, one of our core values at BAM is that learners are earners um, and that we, we want to be 1% better every day. Um, so we're big believers in that too. I love that you bring that up. Um, things that I do is uh, big into reading. Actually, uh, I pulled over here. I keep a pretty decent stack of books on the desk. Um, we, we share some of those. I have traction over there on my bookshelf. Oh yeah, EOS. Yeah, I remember uh, Beth mentioned that she's an implementer now, which is really yeah. cool. And I, I think that you could you could do a whole entire show or business on implementing for uh, for bowling centers because it would help them so much. Um, but yeah, I'd say reading and um, actually, and I just consuming materials about the industry as well. Um, the the podcast that I do is, you know, selfishly. I mean, for for everybody, it helps get the information out. But selfishly, I learned so much just from talking to proprietors. Um, so that's a huge one. Is that I just interview people who are you know top of their class and get to learn all the things that they've done well. Because fortunately, proprietors are just so sharing and open. Um, so they're just happy to teach. Like, like we said, most centers are the only one in town, so they're not competing directly with anybody. So they just want to help. Um, and I learned so much from talking to those people. That's awesome. Speaking of your reading, you just said something that you try to be 1% better every day. Have mm -hmm. you read Raving Fans in the past? I haven't. No, I got it from, uh, what was it? Slight Edge. It talks about that, you know, to say, I want you to do increase by 50% or anything, people will freak out about big numbers. But if you break that down and say, I want you to do 1% more this week than you did the last week, by the end mm -hmm. of the year, you could be at that 50% right. plus, but mm -hmm. you're not focusing on the big number. You're being 1% better than you, what you did before. And yeah. that people can like um, grasp that because it doesn't seem like too audacious. You know, you put something too big out there, especially for the ones who are executing to hit those goals. Leadership loves big goals. Like leadership right. teams, they love those audacious out there goals, but the people who are doing it and executing, they can get very overwhelmed if the goal's yeah. too big. And so yeah. to talk about it down like that. And I mean, that's really how real life is, right? You don't make real life typically in giant leaps. It's typically a little bit each day is how you actually get to the goal too. Yep. I worked for a franchise system and every franchisee that came on, they were required to read raving fans before their training. So that's, okay. that's in there too. <laughs> next time so, you see me, it'll be on my desk. Yeah, it'll be on my desk next time. Oh, one awesome. thing I did want to add is that I'm really looking forward to buying the trainertainment materials on the um, event sales. Um, that's oh, something that we're purchasing and, and going to implement to try to help other uh, clients with that too and send them your way. I know Beth will uh, be a miss if I did not say, you know, she wrote the book. She's got people buy from people. Mm -hmm. How do you connect personally and in personal world? And what I'm holding up is actually a workbook. So you know how often mm -hmm. you read so many books and you're like, oh, I should do that. Or I should do that. I should remember that. But then you're done with it and you don't right. always go back. So we created a workbook to go with Beth's book. So you actually had to write down some of the things that you were thinking through um, so yeah. that maybe they would be stickier and you would implement them after you mm -hmm. read the book. So um, I love that. 
Awesome. Well, lots of great information. I'm sure people would love to learn more about Bowling Alley Marketing, learn more about you, or listen to your podcast. So where do we send them? Where where can they learn more? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Um, I would say bowlingalleymarketing.com is our website. Um, our podcast is called Striking Success. Um, where oh, we just, <laughs> yeah, we just interview, you know, proprietors, um, industry leaders, vendors, and try to, you know, get the, the idea of what's working today um, so that we can share that. Because like I said, we're, we're fortunate that proprietors are so open and willing to share. Um, so that's just on uh, YouTube or Spotify, Striking Success. I think the YouTube link is um, Bowling Alley Marketing is, is the channel, but Striking yeah. Success is the podcast. Oh, lots of fun. Mm -hmm. uh, Awesome. Well, we uh, will put those links out and when we are put ours on YouTube and Facebook to let people make it easier. And then again, you know, thank you. You have lots of ways that you could have spent your time. And so thank you for sharing some of your expertise with our audience. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Yeah. Bye. Bye.